life and death exchange. And he said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things that are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. So this is the Apostle Paul. This guy is about as studly as you can get. You know, I mean, he's got an answer for everything, right? He's giving a revelation of the deep things of God. He understands even what's happened with the Gentiles. He comes and brings understanding to that for the church. Um, you know, he's, he's doing all of the power gifts. He's walking in the power. Um, I mean, this is a brilliant man who's saying, listen, I haven't even fully apprehended this myself. But then we know in Galatians 2.20, he says this. <clears throat> he talks about that it is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And so he's talking about this exchange and how it's true that, that the seed has now fully blossomed in him and he realizes that he's disappeared and that, that he has fully been laid hold of. John 17 talks about this, how um, Jesus, the last prayer that he prayed before he went to the Father, don't you know that when your dad is on his deathbed and he's dying, the last thing that he says to you is going to be very important. Because what he'll do is he'll say, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to you out of the abundance of my heart because this is the last thing you'll remember that I say to you. And I want to summarize a lot of the way that I've lived, and I want to pass on to you the wisdom of the ages. I mean, that's what I'll probably do as I'm, well, whatever, I'm going to be murdered. So John says, would you quit saying that? <laughs> Woo! Crown of glory! Yeah. I'll be carrying around my head. Have you ever heard about the saints of, anyway, um, bunny trail. <clears throat> Where was I? I was crying. Yeah, I lost my head. <laughs> Happens all the time. Um, Galatians 2.20, thank you. So Paul really did fully um, become one. In John 17, bam, there it is, found it. Um, in John 17, the last thing that Jesus prayed is he said, listen, Dad, I pray for these um, that will be on the earth that didn't walk with me. I pray that they would be one with us the way I am with you and the Holy Spirit, that they would become one with us, that there would be no distance between who they are and who we are. And they would only see themselves as us. And so everywhere you go, you would forget the identity of the old man. That that old man doesn't exist. That you don't go alone into the places that you go, but everywhere you go, you've already been laid hold of. You've already been knit together within your frame with God, and you are actually just the vehicle that he has now chosen to ride around in on. So everywhere you go, it's just like, beep, beep. I am delivering to you resurrection power, and it's now come where I go. 
And the more, here's the beauty, the more that you preach the gospel of the kingdom, the more that that resurrection power will grow in you. The more that you spend time with the one that created you and you hear his voice, the more that you will understand who you truly are. So when Paul said in Philippians 3.10, when he said that I may know him, I may know God, I may, that we may know God and the power of this resurrection in us. And then he goes on to say, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that. How many of you thought when you became a Christian that, like, it was going to be easy? Like, it was going to be, I was going to be good looking and rich and things were going to be great because now I was going to be a believer. Okay, maybe that was just me. Um, well, uh, when I became a believer, then I, I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was bad before, and now I got really bad, and I'm a believer, but I thought that things were supposed to be going really well for me. And the Lord said, oh, yeah, this is the part about the sufferings. And I like to tell people who come up, and they, they're like, oh, you're never going to believe what happened to me. I've been betrayed. I lost all my money. Um, you know, people are talking bad about me, blah, 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 you know, all kinds of evil. And I said, oh. Yeah, we've got jackets. It's the club. It's the club of of partnering in the sufferings of Christ. Welcome. But the beauty of that is is that um, in the Beatitudes, when Jesus is is on the Mount of Transfiguration and he's talking, um, let's let's turn there to um, Matthew. Hold on. He's on this mountain. And he's talking about the blessings and everything we get for the blessings. Don't you know that Jesus in heaven, there's a reward system? If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. It's great. It's a great reward system, you know? And um, and so I love what he says about um, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I don't know about you, but... I love the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is my favorite place to hang out. Because when I hang out in the kingdom of the earth, I'm like, man, this is so painful. I mean, there's fear, there's torment, there's, I'm dry, I have no patience, I'm yelling at people, I'm honking at people. That's why I don't put, I'm like, God, I'm not putting a fish on my car. You can forget that because I don't want to give you a bad name, you know. (laughs) I had a woman, I'm not kidding you, the other day, I had a woman, I, she stops right in front of me and I slam on my brakes. This is on 75. And I'm stopped, and I mean, I've got my breakdown all the way to the floor. She gets out of her car, and she goes, and she looks at her fender, and I said, I did not hit you. I did not hit you, and I'm saying that to her, and she's got her, and and, and I mean, we're talking. I was like this far away from her car. I was like, yes, there's a really thin angel in between the two of us. But, I mean, I was not like, oh, bless you. Are you okay? None of that. I was like, I did not hit you. (laughs) You are not getting my insurance card. I I didn't share that story with you, hon. 
and then it, it says, blessed are, are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of mean things to you. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's like, where's the list? I can't, I, I just, I'd be so wealthy if I had money for every time somebody said something bad about me, right? I mean, come on, right? So he's like, this is really good. Here's why. Because when all of this stuff happens, what it does is it kills you. Is it does, it kills you. Because you, you've got to wrestle through it to decide who you're going to be. And you've got to worship through it. He said, listen, count it all joy. What? What? But they hurt my feeling. <laughs> you know, I, just like today. I, she is wrestling this out, you know. She is in, she's suffering on her bed. Christian's like, I, this is painful. I don't know why it's painful, but it is. And, and the Lord's like, count it all joy. That's exactly what I want to happen because something in you is dying. Right? And the more that I die, the less people can offend me. The more that I die, uh, my son was asking me the other day, he said, Mom, how is it that you are, you walk in the power that you walk in? How is it when you pray for people, they fall over? How can I get that? And I was like, oh, son. <laughs> oh, welcome to the fellowship of his sufferings. You know, it's just like, die already. That's why I love fasting. Because it's like, you know, it kind of quickens a lot of that. But but this is the way that the Lord chose it. I personally would have, if it would have been me, if I were God, I'd be like, okay, the way that we're going to get closer to Christ is we're all going to go shopping at the Galleria, okay? Right? Ladies, come on. Nordstrom shoes, right? I'm feeling the glory. Woo! As my husband said, didn't you just buy shoes last month? Well, yeah, but I need a new collar. <clears throat> Men get one pair. They're like, I got my shoes. Um, so anyway, uh, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for yours. Uh, for for great is your reward in heaven. That doesn't mean when you die, guys. That means now. That the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven lives on the inside of you. Therefore, your reward in the kingdom is great, meaning that the, the kingdom gets larger on the inside of you. The house, his house, it says the fatness of his house. He talks about the fatness of his house, which I love, butter, oil. I love fat, and he loves fat. That's why he's like, you know, hey, I want you to, to sacrifice all of those animals. And the incense, the burning of the fat comes before me because he loves the fatness of the house. The anointing that, that, that we make room for him within our own bodies and, and, um, and we live in resurrection power. It is no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I just praise God that this is our, this is the race that we're to run, and this is the reward that we're going to have. And I got to tell you guys, uh, one of the things that I found about myself, and, and I want to encourage you in this, especially um, 
as we talk about hunger, um, get addicted to heaven. I mean, let that be something that you do a lot of. And you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a laborious thing. Going to heaven is just this. Okay, I'm there. It's that. It should be that. Practicing the presence of uh, 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 dwelling in the presence of God, you can click over into the realm of heaven so easily. You don't have to be in the prayer room. However, it's better and easier in the prayer room. I got to tell you, when somebody's been laboring in a place and digging a well, it's easier to, to just jump into that river in that place and that water hole in that place. But especially when you're just starting. But I'm telling you guys, this is such a glorious thing to be able to just snap into it. Like you could be at your school coaching the kids and all of a sudden you're like Lord I need you right now because we've got a situation here I need the kingdom to come remember Jesus said as he was healing people the kingdom of heaven has now come upon you because Jesus was bringing the kingdom he was an ambassador of that kingdom everywhere he went and resurrection power was within him amen So when we were in Honduras and and I was preaching the gospel and I was telling them um, about this life, the gospel of the kingdom, I I, I was telling them, I said, you know, here's what it's like. Jesus already said we're to be made in in the image, we're made in the image of God, right? And so we are to reflect that image. That doesn't mean that we're going to have the physical attributes of God, obviously, because he's a spirit. Um, and um, But we are to have the nature of God. We're supposed to reflect the nature of God. Well, the nature of God raises the dead. The nature of God, God, everywhere, everything Jesus did, he's still wanting to do, but he's wanting to do it through you. You raise up the name of Jesus, the image of Jesus, And I will draw all men to you. Because the more you look like him, the more people will be drawn to your light. And they'll be like, I have a problem, but I know where to get an answer. And they'll be calling you up. People call us up. We got a great call the other day from um, another ministry. And they want us to go minister to their leadership. Why? Because of resurrection power. Because, the, the, because we hear the voice of the Lord for others. Because we carry the shining light. It has nothing to do with a good personality. Well, not totally. It could be a little. But you know what I'm talking about, right? I will draw all men to you. <clears throat> it's very, it's the same as a parent that has children. When you assign rebellion or when you see your children rebel, what your children, when they rebel, they're rebelling against the nature of who you are. Because you're saying to yourself about rebellious children, they don't look like me. They don't think like me. They don't value the things that I value. They're anti 
uh, my nature. It's not just that our children physically look like us. And so God, when he gave us families, it was to show us what it's like to see himself through every generation so that we would have a symbol of what that's like for him. That he would have image bearers in the earth to bear and shine and display his nature just as we want our children to display our nature. And so when our, when our son Samuel, when he's out there, he's an Eckert. And so when he carries himself like his father, when he's honest, when he has integrity, when he's making good choices, when he's working hard and working into excellence, these are the things that his father looks at and says, he looks like me. But he, if he were lazy, slothful, um, mean, hateful, and dishonest, John would be like, you're in rebellion. You don't look like me. You're not an image bearer. You're not bearing my image in the earth. And he could look just like him. They could be twins. And so we're called to, to, to have the resurrection power, the thing, the power that raised Christ from the dead. We are called to uh, display that to the world around us and to be the new man and the new woman so that Jesus will receive his reward for his sufferings. Amen? All right, so um, what I want to do tonight, for those of you who are feeling just really um, weary and... Um, and just need a shot in the arm of of hunger. Like you need something stirred up in you so that you hunger again. So that you hunger and thirst and you're like not satisfied. Because when we feel like, oh, well, I'm satisfied, everything's cool. A lot of times what happens is that we're kind of feeding ourselves from a different well than we are feeding ourselves from the well of life. And and the and the and the resurrection power because power needs power, you know it it pulls it's got to have a pull it's got to have that source and it desires to constantly be plugged into that source, amen. All right, well, um, so this is what I want to do. Um, is there anybody at the sound booth? Oh, Stephen, could you put on some worship music for us? And um, prayer team, come on up. We want to pray for you. And um, I also believe that some of you uh, just really need um, a word from the Lord. Like you, you're really needing um, to hear what that next place is for you. You know, you know that God is shedding a door and... Um, so if you if that's you, um, come up. I want to pray for you. I have a feeling I know who it is, but just let's see if you know who you are. Um, all right. Well, Father, um, we just thank you, God. We thank you that your resurrection power lives on the inside of us. The power that created the whole universe created us so that that power could come and live on the inside of us. So, Father, I ask tonight, God, that we would see ourselves as carriers of your glory, carriers of your power, carriers of your love. Father, would you continue to sustain us, to propel us, to grow us? 
Father, I pray that if there's people here that are in the in the midst of 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 partnering in the sufferings of Christ, I pray, Father, for a yielding that they would fully yield themselves. They would fully surrender themselves to the to work of your hand. God, I pray that we would all buy from you gold refined by the fire and clean garments of white. God, we want to shine brilliantly for you, God. Don't let there be anything in us that doesn't rightly represent you as image bearers for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.